Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's cold out there, but it's warm in here, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester United qualify for the Europa League and Billy Gilmore impressed again. It's Wednesday 9th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Woohoo! Jimmy and Andy with me and you. How you doing, Ando? I'm throwing up two W's to celebrate this Wednesday. Ah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because you've left the gang scene, haven't you? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wu-Tang have had enough of me. Uh-huh. Are you, they all right with you still so, using the sign? The W? <laughs> no, it's only if you cross the two hands to make the W. Right. Like, like sort of a bit like Nicholas and Elka celebrating a goal. Mm. Um, but uh, just doing separate W's, I claim it's the Wombles, so it's fine. <laughs> ah, I thought it was maybe a little nod to Weston McKinney, McKinney scoring that lovely goal at the New Camp. Yes, yeah, could be. Lovely volley. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Aaron Ramsey winning at the new Camp. It Jim. was, yeah. He can can believe his luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, how are you, Big Jimmy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh-huh. good. I'm actually, you know, I hadn't considered that. I'm glumming at the thought of Aaron Ramsey getting a win at the new Camp, and all it took was one of the greatest football institutions ever known to completely collapse. <laughs> Do you reckon when Ronaldo was taking the penalty, he was stood behind him going, you're offside, Robin. You're offside, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, with Ronaldo, 
like the he's, he seems to just not be relenting in quality, and I'm I'm quite scared of him now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's seen the TV series of The Boys, but there's a character in it called The Homelander. It's about superheroes, but the superheroes are all terrible people. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks they're great, but behind closed doors, they're absolute monsters. Oh, no. And Ronaldo reminds me of The Homelander, and I'm frightened of him, and I'm just putting it out there. Spare oh. me, Cristiano, if it ever comes to it. Oh, rumours that he might go back to Manchester United. <laughs> Chevrolet apparently uh, reportedly interested in helping out the deal. Yeah, we'll drive him ourselves. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, maybe... you are ruining our share price. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Jim, he's got... if that was the case, he'd have his eyes on the Europa League. Yes. A trophy I'm not sure he's won, Andy, I don't think. I don't know if, if he could even see it. <laughs> I don't know if it would be on his, his light spectrum, the Europa League. It's not of the, of the requisite quality. That is very true. Well, of course, Manchester United, they lost to RB Leipzig 3-2. And, uh, yeah, that whole kind of idea of, of, of Manchester United coming back, which has worked for them this season, it's finally run out of steam, Andy. Although they were so close to that equaliser, which was nearly an own goal. That would have been the most fortunate <laughs> comeback <laughs> of all time. That would have been... St- that, I think a lot of people would have just gone, maybe there is, you know, like the magic of their... Maybe Solskjaer is right about this Manchester United sort of relentlessness of coming back, but it didn't happen, Andy, and maybe, they're out. Maybe Leipzig were freaked by the the, the magic of it, wow. the, the apparent magic of, of Manchester United comebacks, yeah. because... Um, United didn't produce many moments of great quality, did they? That's in fair in to order, say. order to come back, they, you know, they they barely had an effort worthy of the name in, until it was three mm-hmm. you know, yeah. nil. Give, give or take a, a couple of decent saves from Gulashi and, of course, the Bruno Fernandes um, shot that, um, from the free kick that hit the crossbar. Um, they woke up way, way too late. And with all due respect to Southampton and West Ham. It's fine coming back from difficult positions against them. And in the case of West Ham, it could have been a much more difficult position than it, it, than it, than it actually was. Exactly. Um, but, but Leipzig, uh, a Champions League semi-finalists. Mm. I, I know that they're still a bit underrated by people. And my God, we will put that to rights on OTC tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they played the game very well. Nagelsmann's subs were very good as well. And Cliver, not just because of the goal, but the way he took pressure off the defence, mm-hmm. drew bookings from mm. what was Maguire and Williams, wasn't it? He scared he scared the defence, didn't he? By just running at them, around Into them, the corners. Them, it's it's like, so simple yeah. if, well, they, it, if you've got a bit of pace. They already seem petrified. I mean, Harry Maguire said in, in the post-match interview, he said, well, we just, we weren't ready for those opening 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, what on earth is that about, Jim? Well, I, you wonder if it's because of the, the constant tactical shifts. You know, they don't know necessarily what um, what their kind of... The style that underpins them is. Do you know what I mean? It's I the mean, comeback. So they said, right, OK, there's well, the two quite, guys. Yeah, but that's I what think, you want, isn't it? I know, I know it's kind of, you know, a bit silly to compare them to, to teams like Liverpool and Man City because they're so far ahead. But, like, you don't even really have to have both eyes on the game to, to watch Liverpool and City teams like that and know what their style is because it's so obvious it mm-hmm. just screams out at you it's, that's not the case with Man United and I think that clearly that's the case with the players as well I think he still doesn't know how to get the best out of the squad he's got not unreasonably because it is a, is a little bit all over the place really I feel like as you touched on Andy in the first half they just didn't look good enough in the second half they took too long to wake up but even when they did wake up they didn't look smart enough you know, they no. didn't have the sort of tactical nous to get around 
the problem that they they'd found themselves in. And well, those two they goals were the, thunder, but nothing more. Those two goals were a huge helping of luck. Yeah. Like, you'll never convince me that that was a, a, a penalty. <laughs> oh, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you said, if they'd have got that third, it would have been a, a very questionable penalty. A sloppy second from Leipzig's point of view. But maybe had a bit of hand in there. And then it, it could have been an own goal. I mean, it, just, it could have been an enormous slice of good fortune. The, I mean, the, they the did bit, have a the, big bit of fortune, of course, with those two, but my goodness. Yeah, the, the bit that amused me the most after Galashi saved that from Mukiele, Konate just coming up to Mukiele, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who looked as if he was about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Going, it's okay, mate. Yeah. Breathe, breathe. I know. But it's hugely disappointing for Manchester United because I know it's been, I know it's a tough group, but it's a Champions League group. I mean, yeah. they, I know they used to get gimmies back in the day, but. But it's the uh, position they got themselves in. Well, as well. exactly. Yeah, I mean, beat Leipzig 5 0 in the, in the other game. Yeah. They won in Paris, um, uh, and obviously they beat Istanbul Basic here at home. But once you've got nine points, I mean. It is it is hugely disappointing, and, and RB Leipzig are a handy side. There's no two ways mm. about that. But it's the type of side, as you say, Jimmy, five nil at home seems a bit of an anomaly. Now it's the type of side, Andy, that Manchester United, even in their current state, should be probably getting the better of. Is that perhaps. why you're hunched over your laptop, mocking up a graphic on mm. how Paul Pogba costs more than the entire Leipzig side put together? <laughs> I feel that if I did, I would be way down the, the, the list of people <laughs> that got there first. Resite, guys, Steve. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Um, of course, it's all Rina, my, uh, uh, Mina Raiola's fault, probably. But uh, He would never hunch over your laptop, by the way. He would never hunch over his laptop, listeners. He's no. got a great posture, as Marcus Speller. Yeah. Uh, certainly not Raiola. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Solskjaer again. Some of his, his you know, we we never got going. We didn't turn up until they got the second goal. You, you can't say we were good enough. We weren't good enough. It's almost like he sat in the studio with Skulls yeah, yeah. and Ferdinand. It's true. He sounds like a pundit, kind of yeah, being sad about Man United from a distance rather than man in, than the man in the dugout. And mm-hmm. it's it, it's just you wonder how long it's going to be now before they pull the trigger on Solskjaer because we we touched on. Last week, I believe, that he's quite good at pulling out a win when it looks like he's mm-hmm. going to be under pressure, and he got that at West Ham. But c- going out of the Champions League in this in this manner is really, really bad. And I, people say he looks like Andy Serkis. I wonder, are they just waiting to see if he will go full Gollum? <laughs> see, will he actually go full Gollum if it keeps getting worse? Well, I think that's maybe what it is. He's sort of going, the team was bad, they were awful, they were But, you know, we're still Man United. And then he goes back to, you know. Yeah. There's an element of that, I think, Jim. You're onto something there. I also wonder if, like, you know, we know that people see Man United coming. People know they have money because they're Man United. They mm. have to pay a premium on players. That's just that just is the case. And I wonder if that's true with managers as well. So, like, is every defeat and every embarrassing embarrassment just making Pochettino more expensive? It's like, well, yeah, look, <laughs> it's going to cost you more now. Well, they, they might lose him to Real Madrid if they're not, yeah. not careful. I well, say uh, lose him. They don't have him for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, of <laughs> course they can lose anything. Yeah, true. <laughs> they lost Joe Noby Mikel to Chelsea, didn't they? And they had him. <laughs> there, there are some United fans out there. Going well, what about what about Nagelsmann? What you know? Forget about mm. Allegri and, and Pochettino. What about Nagelsmann? But I think if you see a man who, bearing in mind how cold it is mm. in, in in Saxony at the moment, still you're looking at leather gilet mm. plus Moncler winter coat over over the top. That is not cheap. Yeah. It, it's saying basically if you if you want to get me, mm. Mm. it's going to cost you. It's like yeah. wearing a mink coat on telly, isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, Andy, on BT Sport the other but day. Like, yeah. like, like a full one. I mean, it only came down to my ribs, that, that one. Was, well, if you haven't seen this... Nagel's mad at it, have it round to, round to his ankles. Check out the Football Ramble socials. You will see Andy on BT Sport wearing, uh, probably not mink, but, you know, that sort of faux suede jacket. 
folks, how not dare suede. you? You know the, uh, you know what I mean. That sort of, uh, it's like a big fluffy fleece. It was what it yeah, was. Yeah, maybe maybe cat or something. <laughs> it just reminds me of you know when Blackadder in Blackadder Three is mm. going for going for um, well, to, right. to become an MP. Yeah, and, it, and he gets that 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 sort of poncho made out of cats, and it's still got the little uh, <laughs> tags on it. Yeah, you're an absolute monster yourself, Andy. Um, before we move on, we have to mention I would not hurt any cats. <laughs> no, um, you get other people to do. Um, he doesn't. If they're roadkill, though, it's fair game, isn't it? Other people to do that. What a a, a dark little... I told you he was a monster. I really did. Somebody's going to believe me one day. But also, though, Andy, um, as long as being a a monster, you do know a lot about football and you know a lot about Angelino. Because on last week's On the Continent, you were praising him. And he got the opening goal, the Man City man. He's still a Man City player, technically, uh, with a lovely goal. He did say afterwards, it's even better against them. Yeah, it's even <laughs> better is, against them. Nice. We don't mark you. <laughs> <presumably>. <laughs> oh dear me! Yeah, so so poor from Manchester United, but you know they're back in the Europa League. They could win it again. More of a chance, you could say, than winning the Champions League. I fear Manchester United fans won't be happy with that comment, though. Do you think Solskjaer can make as much of a we made it sort of glory moment out of it as Jose Mourinho did? No, absolutely very different not. circumstances. Very I would different say. circumstances and very different. Yeah. Um, Skill sets when it comes to playing the media, <laughs> shall we say? Mm-hmm. I, do, I do think, though, like you know, as we, we touched on you know somebody potentially coming in to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and I feel like we've been saying this since yeah. the moment he took the job, and he and he, he remains in the job. United keep backing him, but I, I do think it's a matter of time now. But at the same time, I'm sure a lot of United fans would agree with me on this. I think the problems are at board level, aren't they? The problem is with the structure at the club. Totally, it's, it's just it's whoever comes in is facing yeah. a much bigger cha- much bigger challenge than it appears to be, and based on why, the fact that it's Man United. That's why he's still there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the ultimate shield for the board from mm. from criticism. Mm. But I, I mean, I just find the whole discourse around uh, Ole in or Ole out it's crackers. Like the idea that we should be judging Manchester United on specific games, like. If they win this game, he's safe. Yeah, and it's, it's one in, one in the eye for the doubters. Yeah, and if he loses this game, it's it's all gone to hell in a handcart. I mean, come on! Yeah. How can we be judging Manchester United on individual games? It just speaks for that just lack of plan, really, doesn't yeah. it? Mm. No, it does. It does, gentlemen. Um, elsewhere in in the same group, of course, but Paris Saint Germain played Istanbul Basak Shahir. Uh, both teams walked off in the 14th minute after the fourth official uh, used the words and I'll. So you say the words because it's not a, a racial slur in itself, but of course, you know, it has uh, connotations. Uh, when he uh, identified Basic Jahir assistant uh, Pierre Webo as the black one over there, and when this was heard, I'm sure some people have seen the footage of Demba Bar um, reacting quite strongly to this, understandably. And uh, I, I, was it about 10 minutes or so, you know, a handful of minutes after that, there was, there was much talking. Players were, were clearly upset, and again, understandably so. And there was a united front across both teams, and uh, uh, and, and they both turned in and said, no, we're, we're, we're not having this. So again, we're, we're talking about uh, racism, Jim. Yeah, and it, coming from an official is is absolutely shocking, really, isn't it? So it's always shocking, but unfortunately we are seeing it more and more. Um, so it is in the news cycle a lot, but it, it being from an official is really... Really strange and really surprising. And there's been a lot of different sort of talk about um, the use of the uh, of the word that he used, basically, mm-hmm. just effectively being a descriptor. And mm-hmm. I've seen people s- surprised at that. Michael Richards even sort of expressed a little bit of, uh, of of sympathy in a studio saying that he would, you know, he wouldn't necessarily be upset by that. But I think you've got to look at the reaction of both sets of players. Mm-hmm. And also, we are sat here as, as privileged white men. Uh, and if anyone's looking at that going, hang on, can you not say that now? It, it's a moment rather than to go, 
oh, you can't say anything more. Um, and rather to go, well, actually, do I need to analyze what I think is and isn't mm-hmm. okay? Um, because obviously no one, no yeah. one's ever pointed at me and described me as the white guy. So mm-hmm. actually, I, I'm sure if that did happen, I'd go, hang on. And if that's something that happens to you all the time mm-hmm. and just wears you down, um, uh, perhaps at some point this is going to happen. And, and that seems to be what's happening is in, in a lot of cases, isn't it? Is people mm-hmm. are just, they've had enough. They're sick of certain mm-hmm. things and, and they're coming to the fore in this way. Mm. I mean, you should say, you know, the 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 fourth official in that particular game he's a top flight referee in ref, uh, top flight referee in Romania sorry uh, and is reportedly officiating in his final European campaign after being demoted by FIFA um, but he he apologised saying sorry for the misunderstanding my intention was never racism in such an environment people uh, sometimes cannot express their feelings correctly and can be misunderstood I apologise on behalf of the UEFA Nations uh, sorry the UEFA Champions League I've always got international football on the mind sorry everybody mm. um, so I mean the thing is. Andy, you know, we, we, we can sort of scrutinise the language and so on, but perhaps that's not the point. Here. I don't think it is the point mm. at all. Um, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that um, an official, a match official, long in the tooth, in, a, in an international competition, um, can't can't really find the correct words and doesn't know that that's that's totally unacceptable. And it's it's just what Jim said, really. Um, the the fact that people are are just fed up. The front cover of L'Equipe today is sick of it, just on, on, on the cover. And there's uh, two things. Firstly, um, Denver Barr played an absolute blinder there. I mm. mean, he's, he's someone who you, you might be aware of, an enormous amount of respect for as well. He's, um, he's intelligent, he's worldly, and I thought he, he expressed himself brilliantly. You know, he was rightly outraged, um, but... He expressed himself very clearly as as well, um, as as he was right to do. And of course, I think the other part of it is that he was supported so much by Paris Saint-Germain players. Yes. I, I think, and that's not just about the fact that it feels like it's a moment in football or and, and, and society. I think we have to say as well that what's going on in Paris at the, at the moment is is really important because we go back, not really recently actually, two or three weeks ago, uh, Michel Zeckler, um, uh, black music producer, was beaten up in his studio mm-hmm. and racially abused in his studio by um, three white police officers. And this is it's, it's a huge story in France and people are, are, are rightly absolutely disgusted about it. Emmanuel Macron has, has, has talked about it in, in, in quite strong terms and, and pledged to make huge changes to how police do things and how accountable police are. Um, in in France, and you know that that was a situation in which nothing ever would have happened if he hadn't have had cameras in his studio. Mm. And um, you know you've you've had Kylian Mbappe uh, come out and speak about that, Antoine Griezmann as 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 well. And so I do. Just, there is a context in 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 Paris as well, and I think you saw that with um, President Kimbembe, for example, who's um, local boy becoming one of the leaders of the team, saying, look, if, if, if that guy's there, we're not playing. It's, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is the, the, the point to make, that it's not um, anyone getting offended for the sake of it or working an angle or any of those things mm-hmm. that the people will say on Twitter. It is something that all those players were feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, with with the official himself, I mean, I, I don't know what... what 
anything about this guy, and I'm sure not that many people do. So things may or may not come out in, in, the, in the sort of coming days. But I think in the current climate, you know, especially with you would think you were forgiving training about mm. equality and so on, it's kind of like just mind how you go for crying out loud. Yeah. And, and, and again... Well, the, you... thing, the thing is, Marcus, that whatever his intentions, the statement is just shit. Mm. I, I mean, it, it says, um, in such an environment, people sometimes cannot express their feelings correctly and can be misunderstood. What do you mean, in such an environment? And, and, in any environment. Yeah, I mean, at your job. Well, also as effectively, well. Effectively is what he's talking about. It's hard not to come across terribly while I'm at work, is yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> well, and also as well, I mean, you know, it's... Not... Pierre Webo is is feet away from him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like go over yeah, and yeah, just yeah, point yeah. or put your hand on it's, his or so just whatever. It's you know. a total lack of respect. Isn't it, it? it is. I think that's the thing. When people look at that sentence and just think, well, he's just as you said earlier, Jim, just use something to identify. It, it is. It is. There is disrespect there, whether he's meant it or not. It's, it, it's it comes really dismissive. A, it, dis, it is yeah. dismissive. Mm. It does come across as and, that. And really, there's there's no excuse for that type of ignorance because you simply can't work in football and not see the messaging that's coming from everywhere and what's happening in society and actually genuinely be ignorant. There's no way that you're, you are actually ignorant of these, these issues yeah. and you, you simply have to know it's not tolerable mm. at that point. Yes. Well, the match will, of course, uh, be played later today um, at uh, 5 to uh, 6 UK time. So um, we shall see what happens there. But of course, no matter what happens, you know, Manchester United uh, do finish uh, third in the group. Um, Chelsea, uh, moving on uh, to them. They drew at home uh, to Krasnodar 1-all. I mean, sort of fairly sort of a bit of a dead rubber for Chelsea. Mm. Of course, already a guaranteed top spot. Lovely to see Newcastle legend Remy Kabaya with the opener for, for Krasnodar. Lovely finish as well. It was. For, unfortunately for Kepa, who was back inside, couldn't keep a clean sheet. But you can't blame him for that no. one. No, that one was... Even though when Luke's back on the show, he may well do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe we, I don't know, do we save that for Luke or do we, do we find a way to blame him? Yeah, I It's a little surprise for him. You know, it's like if you got to work and you found someone who bought you a cupcake or something. <laughs> I remember when but you, personally, you used to do that for us. I maybe. would be... <laughs> before I got big with my mink coat. <laughs> you know, pockets to hide them in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, personally, I would be honoured to concede a goal by Remy Cabela. You would. Yeah. Honoured. I would just say that, you know, you know, Mendy didn't not keep a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> See what you mean. So, yeah. yes, the plot thickens. Um, what about wee Billy Gilmore, Jim? Yeah. The plot is thickening for that young, talented man, eh? Yeah, he's, a, well, he's clearly a very talented player, isn't he? And he's, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea have got, obviously, they've got a lot of those um, exciting young players coming through. And Gilmore, I think, like, every, t- every, time he, every time he plays, it feels like a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time he... Every, every time that cameo steals the show, it's a, bit, it's a bit of the sort of the Chelsea Phil Foden, if you see. What yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Kind of, the, he's, he's dropped in there. You go, oh, he's a good player, isn't he? And, mm. so, and then he's out the side for a number of. He has been injured, to be fair, actually. Yeah, come yes. back from an injury. We should, we should say it's a little bit like staying on the Blackadder theme. It's like <laughs> Flashheart turns up. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what anyone else is doing? Similar right? accent, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who get that reference, but yes, yeah, so so yeah, we, we want to see more of uh, more of Gilmore. I mean. With those kind of performances, could he maybe even feature at the European Championship? Oh, without a doubt. Come on. Come on, Andy. You know what I'm saying. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, so, so yeah, easy peasy for Chelsea, really, even though it was just a one-all draw. Uh, fans back in Stamford Bridge. That, yeah. was, that was nice. Jorginho did the uh, little Fernando penalty leap, didn't he? 
so he would say that was his rather than Fernandez. So has he been doing it for longer than? Oh, Fernandez Jorginho's been doing that for ages. Really? Yeah. I've, I must. I've missed that. Pro- mm. Possibly because I find Jorginho to be an incredibly boring player. <laughs> um, but Fernandez has a more pronounced leap. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he's going up for a header. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Both scored their penalties, of course, last night. So mm. there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Fernandez uh, has had a lot of practice recently, hasn't he? he has. So he bloody yeah. should. Yeah, so he bloody should. Um, Andy, uh, on the, on the continent tomorrow, you, Dotton, and Miguel Delaney are going yes. to talk a lot more about those European stories, eh? Yes, we will. Yes, you will. Join I, us. Yeah, search Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your podcast to find it. And do hit that subscribe button to ensure that you never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode because it's going to be great. No doubt you're going to talk about Ronald Koeman shouting, shut up to the Juventus bench. <laughs> He's struggling, isn't he? I thought he was yeah. going to be good. There's, yeah. there's still Get rid of Messi for crying out loud. I mean, you know what? It could work for you, Marcus. I reckon you're going to be his assistant before Christmas at this rate. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only man left in the Western world who believes in him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think I think uh, when Alden might believe in him, he, he might. What do you think? That's on the continent, ladies and gentlemen. Football Ramble presents. Just make sure you take um, Memphis with you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, very good, very good uh, indeed. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble.
Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. We've proved this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years I couldn't walk past a slice of ham. (laughs) 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 Reaching for it like a grubby street. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Sakhanov production. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the Football Ramble. Love that guy. Love that guy. And he's banging his jube all the time. That is high praise. <laughs> <laughs> you got your stairs leading up to the jube. Um, okay, right. It's uh, welcome back to the course to the football ramble. Um, get in touch with us if you want to send us an email. It's show at footballramble.com. If that doesn't uh, remind you of the email address, then this will. you can also tweet us at Football Ramble where you can see Andy in his mink coat. (laughs) Over to you, Mm. Jimmy Campbell. Gavin Cook's been in touch. He says, Hi guys, when I was a young kid, probably around 10 or 11, my hobby was to write to pretty obscure footballers and ask for their autographs. Hobby. Hobby, indeed. I had a few, including Adam uh, Adam Porich, who played for Sheffield Wednesday at the time, Matty Holmes, Stuart Ripley, an up-and-coming young player at the time called David Beckham. Around the same time, I had a girl I was trying to impress who was a Man United supporter. To express my undying love for her, I gave her said autograph from Mr. Beckham. Flash forward to today and I found out that it's worth thousands. Never heard from the girl again. (laughs) Incidentally, (laughs) on the plus side, I was a huge Blackburn supporter at the time and I wrote to Tim Flowers and he replied with one of the nicest handwritten letters Uh. I've ever seen telling me to work hard and saying one day I could become a top keeper. I'm not. And my mother also faxed Alan Shearer asking for a birthday card to which he sent a handwritten one back. Handwritten birthday card probably easier than a printed one to mm. be fair, Gavin, but and we, still. He assumes it was Alan Shearer. Yeah, in, well, quite indeed. Uh, my mum also asked to, to marry him <laughs> in the fax too because uh, she faxed him asking for that birthday card, which is brilliantly on point for anything involving communicating with a football. How did they get his fax me. number? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, can, this is get, get back in touch, Gavin, and let us know That's how a... your mum got Alan Shearer's fax <laughs> Cause number. Because that is like having his phone number. There's something well, dodgy about this. I mean, for they sure, could have faxed the club. Yeah, they, they would have faxed Blackburn. Yeah, mm. I mean... I don't know, but he, yeah. Uh, my mum also asked to marry him in the facts too. Not sure if this counts as mum behaviour, but there you go. <laughs> Cheers, Gavin, not to Alan Shearer's stepson. So... Mm. Uh, Apparently you can get um, Beckham autographs on eBay for 25 quid, which yeah. should soften the blow of this autograph being worth thousands. And it depends on what was signed. Apparently autographed underwear for £75, which is a bit Ooh. dark, that, isn't it? I hope it's not David doing that himself. <laughs> you know, like when people sell their knickers to, like, 
strange businessman from be around a... the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would it not be a printed <laughs> signature or is, it, or is it a handwritten one? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So it's quite hard to sign pants. Well, Footballramble.com, ladies and gentlemen, well, for your signed underwear. You know, apparently the, the autograph Beckham underwear for £75 is listed as pre-owned. Well, Does that go. mean pre-worn <laughs> or just pretty? He could have bought them and gone, nah, these don't support me enough. I'll put them on eBay because I'm David Beckham and well, I need to try them on. Yeah, how's he going to know they don't support him <laughs> enough yeah, without true. trying them on? He maybe just held them. Oh, yeah, well, the plot thickens. A lot of thickening plots when we're talking about David Beckham's underwear. Anyway, Andy, <laughs> what have you got for us? I've got something hopefully a lot more wholesome from James Dobson. Uh, on the sub on the subject of dads doing weird stuff at football, I have an excellent memory from my childhood. The scene was Elland Road, 4th of October 2003, <clears throat> Leeds versus Blackburn. Leeds were on their downward spiral. Of course, that was the relegation season, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, but Dad and I trekked down from Darlington, as we always had done, to take our seats in the East Stand. Pre-game, each seat had a card for us all to hold up to show some message or some such. As the teams came out, we stood up as usual, belting out, marching on together, when suddenly my old man went down like a sniper and picked him off from the opposite stand, <laughs> shouting, Oh, bastard, my eye! <laughs> as he's writhing in the ground, clutching his face, I look around for the culprit. Next to him is one of the cards perfectly crafted into a paper aeroplane. Oh, that's nasty. Turns out someone above us had hoid this card aeroplane and the tip had perfectly hit Dad in the eyeball. Oh, Oh, that is nasty. That is nasty. Being the, the, the dramatic man he is, he marched me into the first aid room to get seen to. We then hear two quite loud eruptions from the crowd. Turns out we have missed Seth Johnson's finest hour in a league shirt, oh. Leeds shirt as he scores a brace. <laughs> we make it out for the second half to watch Blackburn score, and that's that. Oh, no. Dad's been scared of paper aeroplanes ever since. My goodness. my good. Well, I, I uh, witnessed a marvellous moment, one of my favourite moments at Wembley watching England, which involved a paper aeroplane. It was a friendly, a pre-tournament. I forget which tournament. It might have been for Euro 2016. Um, could be wrong there, but um, but it was it was around that time, and it was it was England against Peru in a friendly. I think they won three 0 or three one that on that day, and the, it, it was but it was one of those typical England friendlies where it was a bit boring, and there was there was cars and people were chucking these aeroplanes and trying to chuck them on the pitch, and and I was sat quite high up, and but people I can never make paper aeroplanes, but people were lofting them, and they, and they get when you get one that glides and it goes round yeah. to the pitch, it's yes. enormously satisfying, and often gets a little bit of a cheer from the crowd. And you may well not a Vesper, is it though? It's not a Vesper, Andy. Certainly, <laughs> or not. a pig's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, exactly. it's definitely none of those things. Would you imagine someone launching that Vesper? Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Could kill someone, Andy. Um, but this paper aeroplane, this one in particular, went down, and it went, and it, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, this is this is going this," and suddenly it was nearing the Peruvian fullback. And everyone was like, oh. now some people may well remember seeing the footage of this. You can still see it. This went from the back of Wembley, 90,000 seat of Wembley Stadium all the way. And it knocked the fullback on the shoulder. The cheer went up. It was like England Scott. Who was the manager at the time? I think it was Hodgson. Ah, I was wondering if you were maybe trying to get your number down to Sven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if you feel a touch, you go down if you're the fullback, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I'd See, that, so, that's the yeah. only way that would have been perfect. Yes. Mm. Of course, we don't condone that, do we, Jim? Mm. Going down under the paper aeroplane challenge. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm all for that. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Well, thank you very much for your emails there, everybody. That's marvellous stuff uh, indeed. Now, talking of international football, let's have a bit of... uh, Let's have some more World Cup 2022 nonsense. Qatar 
or Qatar, are joining UEFA qualifying. Um, well, they, they are and they aren't. They've been invited by UEFA to join Group A, which features Ireland, Portugal, Serbia, Azerbaijan and Luxembourg. But, of course, a bit like what France did ahead of Euro 2016. Yes. They... Uh, w- there won't be any points. They won't actually yeah. be in the group, but they will just the the the, the friendlies will be arranged around that. Group. In, in or around the group, would we say? You could say that. Andy. Yes. You could say that. More I think about that Peruvian one, I think it was a world pre World Cup twenty fourteen one. That's not the story. Here. <laughs> <laughs> <You> nerd. <laughs> now Qatar are turning into the Harlem Globetrotters, so they're going to be involved with the UEFA teams there. They're also set to play in regional America's tournaments, the Gold Cup. And the Copper America. They did play in the Copper America last year, I believe. Mm. So they're going to play in 2021. Basically, they are worried that they're going to be crap when they, uh, they, they host yeah. the tournament. So they're in everything, aren't they? They're yeah. in Eurovision next year as well. Because they're covering every base. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, Eurovision's great fun until you accidentally uh-huh. win it and end up hosting it. Yeah. I heard as that... Ireland found. Over yeah. and over again. <laughs> I heard that Qatar, they're bringing back the Anglo-Italian Cup and they're going to be in that. Um, <laughs> I missed that tournament, actually. Indeed. They're going to be in the Tenant Sixes as well, uh, for those in Scotland who remember that but uh, but uh, what, what do we think of this part of me thinks well from from Qatar's point of view Jim it makes sense of course and I get the fact that you know they've been they have been invited to Copper America and they do invite teams yeah. uh, from far and wide um I, I and I understand that France did this in 2016, 2015, 2016, and so another part of me does think you're taking the piece of it, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I kind of see both sides of it. It's probably a little bit annoying for those teams that are playing an extra game as well, particularly you know if if this, with the schedule being as crowded as it they is now, prob- there's going to be a knock on of that. They for probably a few, for a would while be too. playing a friendly though. Yeah, in that that's, at that's, that time, that's fair. But Pol- then at the same politically time, expedient elements of international football. Who'd yes. have thought? <laughs> But you, you perhaps want to choose your friendlies um, mm-hmm. of your own accord in um, in a certain way. But, I mean, there is precedent of this, isn't there? And like France, um, as you touched on, I've done it before. And there was there was chat for a long time that actually you, you can be at a bit of a disadvantage mm-hmm. as a host uh, because you don't have competitive football coming into it. And, and a lot of teams mm-hmm. uh, have, have, have complained about that. So I think that it, it's not an unreasonable thing to allow teams mm-hmm. to do this. Well, it is with the reason I, why... I think people are perhaps... It's uh, the reason why the winners wanted to qualify. Exactly. Mm. I think people are perhaps jumping on Qatar because it's Qatar. And because there's a lot yeah. of controversy around the, the, the hosting of the World Cup. So what you're doing, Jim, the official line is that you are joining Richard Keyes in defending Qatar. Is that, have I understood that correctly? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I yes. So. I've gone Good. over to the Can I make side. a small prediction of what's going to happen? Cristiano Ronaldo is going to score the goal that makes him the biggest goal scorer in yep. international football history, going past that Alidai record against Qatar. Do you think? Yeah. Hang on, hang on, how many goals has he offered? He's a fair few still. Have you seen them? Not, not that many. <laughs> He's going to get it, Marcus. Yeah. No, I, I know it. he's going to get it, but I don't know. Have you know... seen who else is in the group? Yeah, true enough. He's going to score about nine against Luxembourg, isn't he? Um, I don't know. Andy, what I mean, you... they set up a friendly against Andorra so he could, so he could get his numbers up. <laughs> and like the whole point of the Nations League is not to play Andorra yeah. anymore. Cristiano, who's your dream game? You know, you're coming into the twilight years <laughs> of your career. Would you like to face Messi again? Would you like to go head to head with France? We can get to Brazil. revive 2016 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd really like boss Andorra. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any? Uh, you got any ski resorts on that <laughs> list of potential friendlies we could play against? Is there anyone shitter than Andorra? Yeah. yeah. Have, have Vatican City? Have they been signed off yet? Can I remind <laughs> you that previous record holder Pauletta scored five against Q8? Did he I mean, really? It is. Um... A Vatican City got a team. <laughs> 
it's Romario-esque, isn't it? It's with his thousand goals project. No, it's, it's not because he scored them. No, well, true. No, but the, <laughs> the, the getting the numbers up thing. Yeah, that, I see what you mean. Idea. Do you remember it, late, later in his career, Romario, I think, am I right in thinking he had a contract somewhere where mm-hmm. if, you, if he was in a goal scoring position, the players had to pass to him. It was like in there, it was in the team rules almost. Yeah, it was written in that he would take the penalties. Although, I mean, to be fair, that's not, yeah, that's yeah, not unusual. It's but not, I, that's I swear not there was some. You're right. It may not have been true. It might have just been. Hearsay, yeah, but, it, but but it's believable. I mean, speaking of these kind of records, Messi's two off Pele's club record for for a single club. I think. Yeah. Wow. You know. So unfortunately, it looks like he's for. never going to score again for Barcelona yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny though when you mentioned that Fedley against Andorra though, because Ronaldo only scored one in the seven 0 win. It was it was like the sixth, wasn't it? As yeah, well, I think. Something yeah. like that. My goodness. Well, I. I it's 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 building nicely ahead of uh, twenty twenty. I mean, the qualifying of course starts in March. Yeah. This, because of um, the Marcus, being in you the... are going to be like a pig in shit next uh-huh. year. There is going to be so much international football. It's unreal. A dog with two willies, Andy. Yes. Um, now, gentlemen, let us go to Argentina. Of course, um, recently, uh, Diego Maradona uh, died and we've been talking about that. And there's been many people sort of eulogising over his footballing career and, and so on. And there's a lot of uh, people commemorating his life. Well, um Someone has suggested, and not just anybody, it's a senator, Norman Durango, has has, has suggested to Congress that uh, the late player get on the 1,000 peso note. They want Diego Maradona on money, everybody. Um, that was mentioned uh, on Monday, of course. Um, I mean, there's a multi-purpose note, Jim, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, what yeah. he would have wanted, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Why can't they just do a coin? A coin! <laughs> yeah. Do a coin! Crying out, ruddy a st- loud. A stamp. Zlatan got a stamp. I know, yeah. Andy. I, there was talk that there would be a stamp as well. Right. I think they're just trying to do as much as possible, aren't they? Because, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah. Not a banknote. I think, well, you know, Diego Maradona <laughs> is probably the only footballer ever who's been genuinely deified. Yeah. So this this is going to keep happening with the renaming of, of Napoli Stadium and the banknotes mm. and stuff like that. And the idea is, apparently, the proposal has been that um, it'll be his face on one side mm-hmm. and it'll be a picture of his second goal against England on the other side. And I think if you're going to do that, yeah. do the first one. Yeah, I was going to say. Do the first one. Imagine what Thermos Head Shilton would think about that. <laughs> do it here. Yeah. Put it on a note here. <laughs> I was going to say, either way, Shilton or Butcher will be on a bank note in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That has made my year. <laughs> it just... <laughs> He's Terry Butcher won't need you know any kind of electricity in his house. His anger will just fuel that. Hook him up to the grid. Yeah, put panels on him for crying out loud. He'll fuel the whole village. <laughs> My goodness, yeah, oh, dearie me, incredible. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Do you know what it got me thinking about footballers on banknotes? Because I remember George Best in Northern Ireland. Yes, his face was on banknotes. Do you remember after World Cup 2018, there were six banknotes in 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 Britain that were released with Harry Kane on them? Really? Because mm. obviously commemorating his six goals. Apparently, they're worth a lot of money, as you'd expect. Yeah. What what denomination of note? I forget which one. What it, which it was. They're going to be worth at least fifty quid then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth about fifty grand and so on. Wow. I mean, what kind of a genius have you got to be? You sold a £20 note for £50,000. Yeah. You'd want one of those if you were Harry Kane. I'll tell you what. Although buying it might feel a bit self-indulgent. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Imagine if he just happened to get one. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's still, part of the reason um, 
that uh, Norma Durango is the is the senator yeah. um, that's proposed the idea of putting a Maradona banknote mm. out. Uh, she said that um, part of the idea is that it will be the it will be the highest denomination, and uh-huh. the idea is that tourists will want. They'll want a Maradona note. Well, the so thousand peso note is not actually that high in, in in terms of when it's converted to pounds. And also with yeah. inflation rate in Argentina, that won't be worth much in a couple of months away. It's going sadly. Um, but yes, you, you're absolutely right. It's sort of a touristy type thing. Mm. In, in Brixton in South London, they've got the Brixton. Yes, the Brixton pound. Yeah, which has got David Bowie's on. One of the notes there, apparently, he's from Brixton. Yeah. I don't know if the Brixton pound note is still used there. It was used locally in certain shops to try and get spending boosted in the local area. I don't know if it's still in circulation. We should get down to Brixton and check that out. Um, but yeah, other than, than, than uh, George Best and Harry Kane, I, I couldn't think... In my mind's eye, I thought Norberto Solano was on banknotes in Peru. But I, I can't find any evidence to that. Maybe I'm conflating... But it turns out it was in Jesmond. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got my wires crossed here because back in 2007, hundreds of £20 notes were seized by trading standards. Um, officers found fake notes during a raid at a car boot sale in Blade and Rugby Ground in Gateshead. Um, this was because the, the notes, which apparently were meant to be like a little bit of fun, like almost like Monopoly money, they featured the Newcastle United club crest with images of Alan Shearer on one, <laughs> Solano on another, Mark Viduca, Mike. Michael Owen, Michael Owen, instead of the Queen's head, they were on there. And also Kieran Dyer and Stephen Taylor. Some real legends on there. I would and have Michael Owen. I'd have Dyer and Boya on there. Yeah, Doya's Doya uh, <laughs> as a collective, but Boya's face, when it, it was Luke once described it as a clenched fist. Yeah, like it was turning into a clenched <laughs> fist. I mean, if you, if, you, if you had like a £10 note with... Boya and Dyerin. Yeah. You would have to go into a shop and go, hello, mate, can you split this? <laughs> Soon it's inside, just turning <laughs> apart. Um, yeah, apparently the, the notes were intended as collectible gifts, but they were worn because they could be folded and passed as real. The other notes in that, uh, in, in that, little, um, in that little seizure uh, had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> stuff on there, The Simpsons and Disney Snow White. <laughs> You know, of equal standing as Michael Owen, presumably, in the, the Newcastle gates. really hope the Simpsons one was like Lionel Hutz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, though, you think when you've got Alan Shearer and Norberto mm. Solano, two mm. absolute legends of Newcastle United, mm-hmm. if you were talking about notes of Mark Viduca and Michael Owen, you'd think they'd be associated with some sort of protest, wouldn't you? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, whenever you think, I ever think of Mark Viduca, I think of... Mark Viduka. It's a fantastic job. Mark Viduka. Yes, yeah, nice. And that's worthy of a banknote anywhere in the world for my money, Andy. And it would be for my money. That does that does make me think of the end of season two of the OC, though, so it does make me a bit sad. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, everybody, um, <clears throat> that uh, is the end of the show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, ladies and gentlemen, presumably you have because you're still with us, a quick reminder that you can get more of me, Jim and Andy, over on the Football Ramble Patreon. For just $5 a month, you get access to the Ramble Discord where you can chat with us and fellow listeners about all sorts as well as a weekly bonus episode. This week, Luke, Jim and myself took a trip down memory lane and revisited some of our favourite memories from our football watching and podcasting past, including watching a man lower a TV in a conservatory in the middle of a thunderstorm in Kiev in 2012. <laughs> Genuinely happened. If you want to get a bit more of that insanity and inanity, just head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and sign up so there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much again for for listening to today's show on tomorrow's show kate luke and vish until then say goodbye andy brassel laters say goodbye jim campbell see ya and it's goodbye from me everybody this is a 
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.